Life, whether you like it or not, happens to everyone. We don't get to choose our testimony, but we are called to share the journey. Hi, everybody. I'm BJ Foster, and this is Withholding Nothing, a podcast for the soul. Let's do this thing. Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining me once again for another week of recap. Thank you to Jamal Speaks for sharing his life and his convictions with us. You know, I, I, <laughs> I hesitate to put Jamal out there because I know my brother, Jamal. <laughs> he is what he is so to the point. He, uh, he does not hold back on anything, no nonsense, and he's a little bit rough around the edges. He always has been, always will be, and that I think is what I love most about him. <laughs> it's like I am who I am and that is what you're going to get. So I loved, loved, loved having him on. And I think if you made it beyond the first five minutes, you got some real intense, wonderful insight into his conviction. It's so funny that uh, just to begin the whole thing off, he was like, what answer do you want? I was like, well, I want the real answer, brother. But that's Jamal. He's like, OK, tell me what you want off the bat. You want me to lie and give you just, you know, the fluff? Or you want me to give you the real deal? So with Jamal, it is always the real deal. So thank you, my brother, for giving me the time and sharing your conviction again and your life. Um, You know, what's funny is the different comments about, um, one, his beliefs on, on COVID and his stance on it. And I appreciate the fact that he's willing to stand on what he believes in. Um, and I, you know, what's beautiful, <laughs> what's beautiful about God and his people and his kingdom is that we don't all look and sound the same. And wouldn't it be wonderful if we could actually embrace that, embrace those differences rather than trying to shift each other into the same shapes and, and mindset and ide- ideologies how wonderful it would be if we really just accepted each other's differences. You know, I look at um, God and all of his wisdom when he gave Jesus his 12 apostles. They were 12 very different men. And he didn't go about changing how they were. He changed their hearts so that their hearts responded like his. But James and John, the brothers of thunder, remained the brothers of thunder. Impulsive Peter remained impulsive Peter. It's just now it was wrapped in a heart that was a heart of God and a heart of gold. What if we actually accepted each other on that level? Meaning we can look different, we can sound different, and it is okay because the love of God shines through all of it. Anyway, a BJ tangent, but that's what I think of when I think about Jamal. And I was, I'm being honest, I debated whether or not to put that one out there because I know he can be rough around the edges. But you know what? He has a faith that serves him. He has a faith that he's actually standing on, a faith that he's actually holding on to. And isn't that really what it's all about? Once you come down to it, I don't care how smooth talking we are, 
I don't care how Christian-y we look, if we don't have a faith that really can sustain us, then none of it is worth anything. And I love the fact that, you know, I'm listening to this brother share and I'm going, wow. When he shared near the end, um, uh, he just mentioned in brief, you know, in passing about his wife's illness. And literally, we almost lost her. And he said, hey, I had already taken it before God. And if I had to be a single dad, then so be it. What else can Satan do to me? I loved that mindset. As opposed to rolling over and wallowing and dying, he he rises up or he raised up and took on the challenge. And I think that is what sums up Jamal. He will face a challenge head on. And he comes out, he goes to battle, rather, determined to win. Now, he may not win it, but he goes into the battle, determined to win. How many of us go into battle already, determining that we are going to lose this battle? Or we're not up for the fight. We're not able to compete in the race. I love that that is not his mindset. When he said, when someone says no, I just take the O and put it in front and I say, oh, now it's on. (laughs) That's a Jamal Speaks comment. But isn't that great? It's now on, meaning, oh, no, no, no. We're going to fight this thing. We're going to fight this thing to the end. And I just thought that's, that's just beautiful. I think he makes God smile. You know, we look at We're always trying to make sure that we're pleasing to God. And sometimes I think God just wants to look at us and laugh and smile, not because he's, you know, not intimidated. Oh my gosh, it's definitely not the word I'm looking for. (laughs) But he's amused. He's amused that we are amused as well. Sometimes we take ourselves or we take life way too seriously. And I think God is saying, just lighten up. Realize that there's really not much you can do. So just lighten up. Let me fight this battle. But you need to go into the battle believing that I have this. And that's what he kept saying. You know, basically he's saying, hey, I got a God who parted the Red Sea. So surely if he can do that, then I can get a million (laughs) dollars. I'm like, whoa, bro, where'd that come from? But how about that? What if we thought that way? (laughs) If someone asked me, what do you need? What do you want? I would not have thought. It would not have even crossed my innermost being to say, I want to build a studio. But there's a bodaciousness. There's a tenacity. There's a fire. And I love those words attached to a Christian because so often we're not viewed that way. We don't even hold that really in the highest esteem. Instead, we look at it as, well, is it arrogant? Maybe he needs to be more humble. Maybe God is saying, I need you to fight like Jacob fought. He wrestled with the angel, refusing to let go. I think there's something to that. I believe God loves it when we step up to a fight convinced that we can win the fight. 
not hoping that we might. Jamal, my brother, thank you, thank you, thank you. And again, if you can't see him, which I know you guys can't, you can capture, you got a visual of who Jamal is. He looks, the way he speaks, the way he acts is the way he is. (laughs) And that is so powerful. I love that in the eyes of God, he allows us to be us. He allows us to be different. We really don't have to be cookie cutter. And I know sometimes that can get us in trouble. I can make fun and laugh, but let's just get serious a little bit here. Sometimes it can get us in trouble when we step outside of the mold that we don't do the way others do. We don't say what others say or we don't speak as others speak. And I think it's in that we lose ourselves because you come to this crossroads of trying to decide who am I going to please in this moment, man or God? I know that if I be myself, which is different, man will not be pleased with me. I won't fit the way that everyone's, everyone else seems to fit. But yet, if I step into just being me and I please God, I'm really being my authentic self. That, I believe, is where God wants us to be. But in order for us to get there, there's a certain degree of bravery, courageousness that has to happen. Let's get real. We all want to be liked. We all want to be accepted. We all want to be acknowledged by those around us in a positive light. But when that doesn't happen, we tend to cower. We can tend to pull back. At least I do. I'm just, let me speak for me. Stop speaking for everybody else. (laughs) I've learned over the last two years to be me. But it's been a long time coming. I have worn the face of someone else for the longest period of time. And it has gotten me extremely far. But what happens is you dig yourself into such a hole. You become what everybody else loves and wants you to remain. That when you go to step out of it, it's, you're stepping out into dangerous waters. Because you have people desperately trying to pull you back into being who I want you to be. You're not acting like yourself, BJ. Why are you doing that? And it's a fight. It's a battle to step out of make-believe into reality. But the world is so upside down that it feels wrong. And I have to say that in the 20 plus years that I have known Mr. Jamal Speaks, he has always been (laughs) who we heard last week. Mr. Jamal Speaks, asking for whatever it is that he wants with no fear, 
and with the attitude of a king. Why not ask for a million? All they can say is no. And then it's really on because I'm going to get this one way or another. He has the attitude of a king. Isn't that where we all should be? We are heirs to the throne. But yet we live as though we're paupers. I don't have. I'll never have. I'm afraid to ask. But yet his mindset is, ask for what you want. Expect that what you want is going to come to be. Plan to succeed. I think he said something like, um, oh my gosh, don't have a back door. A, 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 your A plan and your B plan. And if you have a back door, then you'll never succeed. And I was like, whoa, okay, my brother. <laughs> I've been teaching my kids all this time. Make sure you have a back, have a B plan just in case A doesn't work out. But yet I understand. I understood what he was saying. Because then you always have a back door. That was his point. And I get that. I understand that. I also love the fact that we don't have to all agree. I don't agree with everything that Jamal had to say. But it doesn't matter. He doesn't agree with everything that I have to say. But we are brothers and sisters in Christ. And therefore... God clears out all of the smoke, all the haze, all the fog. There's no need to argue the points. There's no need to try to convince each other of the other person's point of view. But instead, how about we honor and respect each other's differences? Jesus did. What if We loved each other enough that we let each other stand in our own personal belief and integrity. And we allow God to sort out the differences. When we start trying to sort out our own differences, we step into who's right and who's wrong. And I believe when we step into who's right and who's wrong, we step out of alignment with God because it is not our place. Because we will always think that we have something on straight until we learn after the fact that we really was wrong and we had no idea, no clue what we were talking about. And by that point, the damage has been done. I think about how much damage has been done in churches amongst God's people just because we continue to try to make our points. What if we all just threw up the white flag and surrendered our opinion? What about that? Jesus is Lord. So many times we talk about Jesus is Lord. What if we truly said, Jesus is Lord of my opinions? What I think doesn't matter. What I believe in this particular area doesn't matter because Jesus is Lord of my opinions. Why don't I let him decide? 
versus me proving my point. I love the difference that I heard in my brother. I listened to and I thought back on some of the other uh, podcast interviews that I've done and I, I, I saw my brother Quinn and I saw my brother Jamal. They are total opposites <laughs> in who they are in the work that they do and how they speak and everything. But yet what I saw that was a commonality was they both loved God deeply. They both were placing their faith and their trust in God as they tried to walk through territory they'd never been before. And they both came out the other end believing that they were serving and holding on to a God who loves them deeply and who's guiding their life. Does it really matter if they sound differently? Does it really matter if one has dreadlocks and the other one does not? Does it really matter if one comes from the streets of Chicago and the other does not? We have got to stop reflecting the world in God's church. So often I think we just become a mirror image of the world, even though God calls us to be apart from the world. And we know that, and we think we are, but I believe we respond to one another in the same way the world responds to one another. Guys, God is asking us to be the example. If we truly were the example, the world would look different. It really would. You know, it was really beautiful. I don't even know how I got on this tangent, but that's okay. <laughs> what was really beautiful was uh, after service on yesterday, completely unexpected. Kai and I, my husband and I, were standing. He had just finished service, and, you know, we're standing at the pulpit talking to one another. And this guy came up, um, not a brother yet, but he's there, and he's been there for, you know, a few months now. And you could see he was super emotional, which I had never seen before from him. And I'm talking big guy. I mean, he's like 6'6", six, six maybe, big guy. And he was leaning on the podium. He said, I just need to, can I, can I speak to you two for a moment? We were like, yeah. Both of us could tell it was serious because he never responds in this way. And he proceeded to say, I need to apologize to you. I need to confess something. And we're looking at each other like, whoa, okay, what's up, dude? But he proceeded to say, I'm racist in my heart and I've harbored feelings and thoughts about you and I was wrong and I'm ashamed and I just need to apologize. And we didn't know quite, I mean, it was so out of the blue. We didn't really quite know what to do with it, you know? And he said, I, I need to ask for your forgiveness. And I said, bro, you're forgiven. And he started to tear up. I said, you know, and Kai said something like, you know, there's, you don't have anything that you need to be forgiven of. 
you know, he was saying, no, I feel like I need to say this because it's on my heart. I can't live with it on my heart. So I took my hand and I placed my hand on his heart and I said, bro, I love you. I thank you for the apology. You are forgiven. And he started crying heavier, said, my dad, my dad, though, is really racist. And, you know, Kai said, so is mine. We're coming from commonality, guys. There's something inside of all of us that we are ashamed of, that needs forgiving and cleansing. That's why we need God. But the commonality between us in that moment was greater than the differences between us. And God shined through. He shone through. He showed himself in that exchange. And people on the outside, you know, doing what they usually do, everybody standing around talking, had no idea that there was a moment happening in the auditorium that was ordained by God. He took three very different people, one black, myself, one white, this guy, one Japanese Hawaiian, my husband, very different, all of us. And God used that moment to show himself the king, the master, the opinion that really matters. We all held each other, we hugged, and we were able to walk away, changed people. What if we were able to do that with one another? Accept each other as different, but better because of it. I am so glad that God moved my heart to put Jamal on the podcast because I held on to his interview for about three, four weeks, not knowing, again, I said this already, should I put it out there or not? Only because, and this is on me, I know my brother Jamal, I know he's rough around the edges. I know that some people won't like what he has to say. And because of that, I hesitated to give him the voice, give him the microphone. But isn't that, is what God reminded me, isn't that, BJ, what this podcast is all about? You said you wanted a place in which the everyday people, the everyday person has a voice. Not a voice that I, BJ, agree with, appreciates, thinks should be out there. But a voice that has been touched by God. We all have a testimony. And that testimony comes across in different ways. How dare I not give him a voice? Give him an opportunity to show us the hand of God that had moved powerfully in his life. I wish you guys could have seen 
we were talking about this this studio that he's built and everything and because you're over the airwaves you can't see it but it's powerful only God could allow that to happen in a high school setting that kind of money that kind of studio that kind of education for these students that was God and he said BJ you will let my people speak just as I've allowed you to speak so I stand corrected that is being in alignment with God being able to say hey I was wrong being able to admit I had my own prejudices and thoughts and ideas being able to admit that God reigns over my thoughts over my opinions and therefore whatever he says to do is what I will do anyway guys I thank you again for joining me thank you Jamal speaks for speaking Thank you for everybody who listened in. Just remember, we all have a testimony. We don't get to choose it, but we are called to share it. And I will, in obedience to my God, open up the microphone to anyone whose lives have been touched by God. So as you're going about your week this week, always, as I say every week, be on the lookout for the hand of God. Well, that's going to wrap up another week of recaps. Please join us next week for a whole new testimony on our podcast for the soul. Be on the lookout, guys, on Amazon for my new book, Rebound, Staging a Spiritual Comeback. And please follow me on Instagram, everybody. And until next week, be on the lookout for the hand of God. Play us out, Dave.